This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is America's Car Radio Show. It's on a smartphone, on a smart speaker, on your radio. It's where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. Hi, I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Truck Girl Jen. And also in the studio today is our friend Andy. Good morning. Good morning, world. Uh, Jen, mm-hmm. are you able to put up with Andy? Of course. No, no, no. We're BFFs, man. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a lot easier to deal with than you sometimes. What? Ooh. What? What year did you get your license, Jen? Oh my god. <laughs> We're not gonna go there. No, no. Tell me what year you Long got. Long time. This ago. is not about giving you a hard time. It's yeah. about giving Andy a hard time before you start. Let's yeah. just put it this way: a long time ago. No, tell, like how many years ago? Just don't tell me what year. Ninety-four. Ninety-four. Like, Ninety-five. Yeah. No, tell me like <laughs> twenty years ago, thirty years ago. I'm not, no, I'm not going to talk about my age on the no, show. No, I don't want to talk about your age. Okay, well, if how I How long tell have you, you had a driver's license? If I tell you Just that, tell me how long you've had your driver's license. Why are you being so... I'm being like you. You're experienced. Very how many driving? How many years driving experience do you have? A lot of years. Dude, it's like, <laughs> it's like pulling teeth from a whale here right now. How many years have you been driving? Again, 30? A very 30? Have you been driving 30 years? I... Sure, we'll just say something around that range. No, be honest. I don't want to talk about my age. I don't want to talk about your age, too. You're, you may be nearly 50. I'm 56. You're, are you happy with that? Yeah. How many years have you been driving? About 30 years. About 30 years. 30, okay. Andy, right. how many years have you been driving? Three, 10%. So you've been driving. You, you've been driving. For a long time. Three, to the power of three longer than Andy. <laughs> you got any tips for him? You know, I'm pretty good at it, though. Oh, here we go. Um, really I don't know. Actually. I just heard your story. Are, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am having one problem with, with getting... I, I stop too far in the walk lane. I, need, I always need what? to bring the it back. What? The walk lane? You know, the, the thing <laughs> you know where, you're not supposed to drive in any walking areas. No, yeah, where the people do the walking instead <sighs> of the driving. In Excuse front me, of me. You, you, you drive... So he's having... What? What? You're... Oh, you like mean on the crosswalk? Like yes. You, you drive into the cross area yeah. where people walk on the people better intersection. Not be there you know that white line when you come to an intersection? Do you remember mm-hmm. driver's ed? Yeah, I You're remember. not supposed to cross that white line at an intersection. And, I, and I, I'm a habitual line stepper. <laughs> it's, it's always, I'm always going over it, stepping right over it. You know what I like is the word habitual. Yeah, mm. it's bad. I need to figure it out. Yeah. You will. It just takes some time. I'm a habitual something. I like. So can you drive a stick shift? No, that's. But no, we. I, I don't. Unless zombies are coming, I don't. I don't <laughs> have a reason to I know. can drive a stick shift. I'm about to die. Yeah, I'll figure it out when zombies are coming. When I look like a corn oh, dog. You I've should got... probably learn before so you don't. Drop yeah. your clutch. If you're bunny hopping down the street, the zombies might have I'll a chance just, of catching you. No, it's fine. If he dropped the clutch, you just put it back in, right? Well, you, you know what a clutch is. Wait, wait. I mean, he's like, he kind of knows where it's at. Yeah. It's kind of halfway there. How, how are you going to lift the car when the zombies are coming? With uh, the manufacturer provided jack. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? The manufacturer provided jack. What was your question? 
How am I? How do I get the car up in the zombie? No, if, no, wait, if, wait. What? what I said, how are you going to lift the car up when the zombies are coming to attack you? Either that or raw adrenaline. I'm confused with the question and the answer. If my clutch <laughs> drops. Oh, my gosh. Pay God. attention, Nick. If yeah, no, I'm really confused with both of them because <laughs> neither of them make any sense. <sighs> I, I would figure it out. Uh, a packed show for you today on our auto expert today. Uh, probably the sexiest car known to man is the new Genesis G70. And Jared Pellet is from Genesis. He is the head of public relations, and um, he's going to walk us through some of this car. When you see this car, go look at the 2022 Genesis G70. You will think this car is going to be valued somewhere around seventy, eighty thousand dollars. Not true. It starts in the thirty thousand dollar range, what? and Whoa. fully loaded is around fifty thousand dollars. I'm telling you right now, it'll blow your mind. It's so beautiful so beautiful i think the front lights look like a dragonfly they have done such an amazing job and you know a lot of these car companies that are not american mm -hmm. they are proud to be korean and i think that is the most amazing thing i've ever heard a car company say they are say they're really proud to be korean they're proud to 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 actually do the things that koreans do really well and to me that is amazing um, and we'll talk more to jared about that but the G70, to me, these guys nailed it. Uh, we're going to talk more about this Ford Lightning, their first electric F-150. It is still jaw-dropping. We got well over a million views on our um, just our Facebook page alone when we posted. Thank you. A round of applause from the corner there mm -hmm. from, from Andy. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, yeah, it did well. Um, the Tiguan from VW is another really good buy out there. I'm, I'm having a hard time going down the list of any vw car that's out there today car truck or they don't have trucks but any car or suv and they are really nailing it right now um they're just doing a great job perry stern's going to join us he's uh, one of the guys that writes for our auto expert he has done this great article on one-off bugatti vehicles mm -hmm. every single one of them is just jaw-dropping and they're worth millions and millions of dollars um it, it's amazing. We're also going to get to talk about Rolls-Royce will not confirm or deny this, but Jay-Z and Beyonce's new Rolls-Royce, that's the rumor it's their car. I've talked to the designer. It's their new line called Coachworks where they won't only bespoke the car on the inside, but they will design it on the outside. It took four years to build and the designer lived with them. He went to dinner with them. He had meals at their home. He went to their watch designer. Wow. You, this thing will blow your mind. Uh, pictures of it, it will just... You need to go to ourautoexpert.com and look at the Rolls-Royce boat tail. It will blow your mind. Absolutely blow your mind. Anton Warman's going to be here. And we're going to talk about um, some news items which will also really be incredible. Second-hand car prices, used, gently used car prices, are just through the roof right now. And interestingly enough, I was looking at what car prices have increased the most. If you're sitting on a car in your driveway that isn't being used right now, you should sell it. Because of the shortage, if you've driven by a dealer lot, you will see the shortage of cars. I was in Dallas all this last week at the Toyota headquarters. And, I'm, and Mike uh, Quiddell, the other half of our auto expert, and I were driving past dealer lots. And we were just, there, some dealers only had seven vehicles 
outside their dealerships. It was heartbreaking. Dang. But so what happens when there's a shortage of new cars? Used car prices go through the roof. And we're going to talk a little bit about what is the most increase in used car prices, which vehicle has gone up by the most. And it's crazy. 33% this used car has gone up by. 33%. And most of them have it's, to be trucks, I'm sure. It's not a truck, this vehicle. Oh. It's a car. And, but you're right. In general, it's okay. mostly trucks, but there's a, there's a few that aren't. So I think most people that listen to the show regularly know that I um, personally own a Lexus GX, which I'm going to sell now because I bought it in 2018 for $37,000 with 25,000 miles on it. I've put a 3,000 miles on it in three years, Isn't so a 1,000 a year. Well, because I drive so I many other cars. You've got cool cars that come in every week. Yeah, and I need to, yeah. I need to drive these cars and exercise all of them. Yeah. I mean, I own three motorcycles, three of my own cars, and then I have at least two or three cars that come through my stable every week that need exercising. So I'm exercising <laughs> these cars. Yeah. Right. And it's only had, and it was really bought just to transport the dogs in. So I didn't right. put the dogs in the nice cars that I have, my M8, you know, the Mach One Ford, which I'm driving Mustang right now, incredible Bronco. Um, the, well, that's my personal car, the Bronco as well. So I, I've decided to sell it because I have a Ford Mark E GT coming, which I have had on order for two and a half years, and it's going to arrive in the next month. So I'm going to sell it. I have looked online for the same mileage, for the same trim level, um, and there isn't one in my color. Mine's black wheels with black body. Mine, the cheapest one, most inexpensive with the same mileage as mine, is for sale at $42,000. And I paid thirty-seven dollars in 2018. Hmm. So the, the most inexpensive one is five thousand dollars more so in demand Supply i'm just demand. i've had it i've been working on it i've had all of the um vehicle cleaned i've had it all fixed up i've had all new brakes put on it i'm gonna have all the paint fixed up the key fobs done and i'm gonna sell it for 42. so anybody who wants to buy nick's car no i'm not advertising <laughs> that, would, that would be a cheap schmuck radio thing to do oh and that's okay not me. i was just saying I wouldn't advertise it on here. But if you, you want it, call did. me at... No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I wouldn't do that. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Uh, but if you want it, just call me. The, um, so it's the, the, the used car prices are going through the roof. And there's also a bunch of other really cool stuff. If you're sitting on a vehicle, just suggesting... And by the way, because vehicles are in such short supply, new and used... Most people are going to have to order their cars now. It's not like America used to be where you can turn up at a dealership and just go, uh, I'll have that one or I'll have that one. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to use it. You're going to have to order it. But then again, you get to kit it out exactly like you want. You get the color, you get all the options and those sort of things. I'm all for that. So when you order your next um, single mom car, Andy, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you drive a Hyundai Elantra, right? Uh, accent. But oh, an accent, yeah. yeah, don't, yeah that's an accent. So when you buy your new accent, you you'll get to go into the Hyundai dealership and just order well, it. How maybe you he'll upgrade to the Sonata. Yeah, I was thinking going sh- straight for the throat and getting a Conan. Kona. No, the Rolls Royce SUV. Oh, 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 well, there Cullinan. you go. Yeah, Cullinan. Cullinan. Yeah.
Yeah, that's only uh, $342,000. Yeah. That's your style. No problem. All right, coming up next, we're talking about the G70. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show at our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read inside the car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Uh, very little times I find myself um, out of my depth. Isn't that true, Jen? <laughs> no, you got, yo, I opened myself up, and you should have gone air. You should have gone in for the kill right there. You know, I was. You should debating. have said with. You should have said with me. You're always out of your depth. Uh, well, that's why I said on or off the air. Oh, mm. oh, okay. You could go for that. You, you could go for that. You got it on. Um, this car is though a monster um, on the track. It definitely is, and uh, um, I would tell you that. Uh, it's a monster on the track. It's a beautiful car on the road. And I would say one of my favorite uh, looking, I, I would say almost the sexiest car I have seen in, in a, definitely a 2022 model, probably in 2021, the year uh, period. Joining us on the phone is Jared Pellet. He is the uh, public relations chief, uh, the, I guess the head cheese now of public relations for uh, all of Genesis uh, USA. Um, and talking about the G70, the redesign has got a lot of people uh, talking, right, Jared? It's it's really, really a mouth dropper now with the four lights. And I say it looks like a dragonfly, but a lot of people love the way it looks now. Well, uh, first of all, Nick, thanks so much for having me. Great to be chatting with you again. Um, so the, the classic G70 was already a smash hit. Um, customers loved it, and uh, critics liked it as well. It was the 2019 North American Car of the Year. It had exceptional driving dynamics, a beautiful, bold design, uh, a really great driver-focused sports sedan. For the 2022 model year, what we've done now is we've taken that classic G70 that everybody knows and loves and we've upped our game even more. So you were talking about design. It has an all-new design with a bold new front fascia um, with that beautiful diamond crest grille, a unique, distinct quad lamp look with the two LED lines that find themselves uh, in the headlamps and in the tail lamps. With regards to performance, we have a new Sport Plus driving mode, which, as you said, makes it uh, a little bit more playful and fun on the track. Um, we've also got now uh, a new variable exhaust valve, so a little bit more of an aggressive exhaust note for those that, that like a little bit of extra performance and fun. And not to mention, there's a host of new color combinations, uh, interior leather options. Um, there is uh, additional safety technologies, driver assistant technologies with the latest generation of our highway driving assist suite. And not to mention, we've made the infotainment screen bigger now with a standard 10.25-inch screen. So, um, I mean, I could keep going and going. Right. <laughs> You're right. This is a fantastic vehicle. Yeah, I mean, the color, definitely that matte-style silver color um, mouth drop, and the one that you had on display. And there's 12 different trim levels to this vehicle? Uh, and, well, I guess if you count if you <clears throat> count the, the two-wheel drive and uh -huh. the all-wheel drive and the different engine choices, yeah, you could probably That's get a, there. You yeah. could probably get there. That's a lot. Um, it, 
I will tell you, first of all, like every male um, or every person, when you give a, 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 a plus mode in everything, I go straight for the top driving mode. And I don't, you don't think that's you, just I don't, a male thing. No, I don't know. I don't uh-uh. step through them. I go, hey, what's the what's the most sporty mode you can have? Beep, press Launch the edition, yes. all-wheel drive. <laughs> yes. 54,000. Yes, yes. You, 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 press, you press the button that gives you the most dynamic performance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's dynamic. I mean, in the autocross, it was absolutely amazing. And actually, I had to take it down a couple of steps because it was too much for me to handle. It's kind of like one of those, you know, one of those wild horses where you're like, maybe I should step down to a pony a little bit. It's a Why? little bit too. It's a little bit too crazy. Um, oh, you say, mm, Jen. What did I drive in this morning? Yes, but I'm, I was a say, good girl. I said, you say, mm, but mm. this this G70 when you put it in the top top driving mode, when you put it in the plus, it's really dynamic Fantastic. really dynamic it was exciting and you, uh, you like you said Jared, it's already a huge hit but the crazy thing is starts at $37,525 it's not like you're asking $60,000 to get into an amazing vehicle right no uh, you're you're not and one of the great things about G70 is that um, as as you and Jen are talking about, there are a number of different variations uh, for different people, depending on what suits your needs. So uh, if you are someone who does want something a little more playful, aggressive, powerful, then we've got that great 3.3 liter twin turbocharged V6 engines, 365 horsepower, 376 pound feet of torque uh, in a really nice, um, small and sporty package. But um, if you're more into some of the comfort features and safety technology, and that's more of a priority for you, then yes, there are some more uh, accessible um, options. Our two-liter turbocharged engine still incredibly powerful with 252 horsepower. So uh, yeah, there's a there's a nice mix of something for everyone when it comes to our G70 right. offering. Before we run out of time, one one of the features I think is is amazing that I want to mention is uh, with this new camera feature, you can actually uh, look at the exterior cameras of the car from wherever you are on your cell phone. So you can, if you've parked it somewhere where it's snowed, you can see how much snow is around the vehicle. Just what what's the feature called? So it's called Surround View Monitor, and now it's uh, accessible with Genesis Connected Services which I should mention comes standard, um, a complimentary subscription for five, uh, sorry, for three years uh, when you purchase or lease a new Genesis vehicle. So um, a great new feature um, that comes standard with the vehicle. And yes, you can monitor how your vehicle is doing and take a look at the cameras uh, from your mobile device, wherever you are. Totally worth it. I think, yeah, oh, that's wow. that's one thing I've never seen available never. on on a vehicle like this before. Um, Jared, listen, uh, I enjoyed my time in Palm Springs with you. I think the vehicle is absolutely amazing, and it tops out just over fifty thousand dollars. Great drive. If you are in the market for a sports sedan. Um, the G70 is definitely something you should be test driving. And of course, it comes with that amazing DNA that Albert Biermann designed in the first place. He came from the BMW M division. And so, you know, it's a sporty drive. The G70, of course, filtering into dealerships. Uh, a great drive, as I said before. Jared is from Genesis. Stand by. More Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. 
This is our Auto Expert Radio Show. Our Auto Expert is on Instagram. You can start a conversation with us. Just ask us a car question. Direct messages us. Messages us at our Auto Expert. Uh, two million Americans get their automotive news daily from our Auto Expert. By the way, if you haven't seen our Ford Lightning video on Facebook, the Face Tubes, you can do so. Uh, I think we're almost at 1.1 million views. Oh, that's 1,100,000 for anybody that's counting or doesn't know their math. No big com. deal. No big deal. Uh, Linda Zhang is the chief engineer of the Lightning. And if you don't know already, this is Ford's first electric truck. Uh, it's based off of the F-150 and carries a lot of the attributes of the F-150 Ford, but is electrified. Linda, welcome to the show. It's Nick, Andy, and Jen. Um, I have to tell you that the last time I checked, Linda, there was 70,000 reservations for this truck, but I'm sure you've probably marched over the 100,000 mile post already by now. Um, It's probably going to take a while to produce that many trucks. And one of those 100,000 people is me, (laughs) because I want one, because it's amazing. You did such a good job. And it's also great to see a lady lead the engineering team. I'm pretty proud of that, too. Um, You did a good job. How many years? How many years did you sit toiling over um, a drawing board for this vehicle? Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I've been on this project for about three years and with the Ford Motor Company for 25. So it's really exciting to be able to um, work on such an awesome product, right? Some F-150 is the, um, America's favorite uh, vehicle, 44 years leading sales. So we really wanted to make sure that we brought um, F-150 truck DNA and brought that capability into the product, but leveraged electrification to help bring the customers even more. Um, that's the way that we're going to get our customers is by giving them that capability that they can expect, um, that durability that they would expect, that reliability, and building on top of it even more functionality. So I think you've seen some of the videos that show um, what the what the truck brings, right? In addition to performance, zero to 60 in mid-four seconds with the extended range battery, that's just exhilarating and fun. And just a really smooth ride, whether it's driving um, unloaded or with max tow of 10,000 pounds. Um, but in addition to all of that, we bring so much more with electrification, with um, being able to power homes, being able to able to power your job site remotely or um, campsites. And then also that mega power frunk, giving our customers space that they've never had, um, wide enough to be able to get um, two golf bags in there, you know, lots of luggage or whatever it is that our customers want to put into a dry lockable storage, really giving our customers their cabin back. I, you know, we were trying to work out the name because we would call it tailgating if we were a going to do a party at a football game out of the tailgate but i guess if you now you have the six power outlets outlets in the in the frunk and you know obviously you can put ice in there because it has a drain plug do you call it frunk gating i'm not sure what the right word is <laughs> is it frunk gating yeah i guess that's, that sounds good to me um <laughs> that's one of the one, ones that um the team's kind of stuck with too and um we we heard a lot of that from our customers as well right because we actually went to a lot of customer sites to try to 
designed the space just right, right? We don't have the inter- in- internal combustion engine. There's this wide open available space and our customers really told us what they wanted. And when when they, when they first got in it, it was, oh, this is storage, this is great. And then from there, you're right, it built, right? We ended up putting the outlets in, we put the drain in, we put you know all the different cargo hooks in to ensure that our customers could do all this stuff, as well as a flat load floor, right? And, and the mega power front, that hood opens up, and it's the same lift height as a traditional um, a traditional tailgate. So it's really easy to get in and out things, and be able to put your um, hot pots in the back, your your griddles in the back, um, ice and drinks in the front, and plug in everything right there on the left. So it, it's uh, it's great, and yeah, we call it front gating it um, on our team too. <laughs> so Nick, that means you just need more friends. You can party in the front and the back of the new. Uh... Yeah, and we would just double double the amount of people at the party. That's I right. think I think <laughs> I, the things I love about the frunk um, uh, is first of all, you I, I think I count blenders. Well, you can get into it seven different ways. So, <laughs> I, and I I think I counted. So there's a manual lever in the front and inside the cab. There is the number keypad on the door. There is um, I think Amazon Alexa. Well, there's Alexa. I think there's through Ford Pass on your phone. There is through the keypad, or there's through the uh, the the 15.5 inch screen on the inside. Which is huge, isn't um, it? Yeah, I think is that six or is that seven? I I just started to count up all the ways you could get into that frunk. There is so many different ways you can open it, and then the there's two other things that I thought were absolutely brilliant about it. First of all. If you want to leave something for like a neighbor or a friend, uh, you don't have to actually let them into the cabin of the vehicle. So you can have someone, you know, let's say you're lending a power tool to a friend. You can actually have them go to your truck and you can open it from your phone so it can pop the frunk and they can grab it out of there and they don't have to be let into the cabin, a cab of the vehicle. Mm. Um, And then the other thing is the load height is the right size for a kid. You can actually allow your kids to put stuff in and out of the of the frunk. It's not too high because often like kids can't get stuff in and out of a tailgate. It's a little <laughs> bit high, but out of the frunk, they have no problem in putting stuff in and out. I think that's perfect. In other words, yeah, it'd be perfect for us. Well, for you and I, yeah, because we're short. Put them to work. Yeah, because we're short. So you you pretty much thought of everything. You absolutely thought of everything. I in there, I have to admit though, my f- favorite is the lights. And oh, the tailgate, the, the Edison look, and then the light that goes around the front and the, the back uh, The match. LED light, yeah. Yes. It goes across the front and the back. That's really clever, stellar. by the way, Linda. Well done on that. The light looks really, really good. It's very sharp and very nice. And then I think the other thing, Linda, I really liked is the fact that you have put everything into this truck that a regular F-150 has as well. You know, the the 180-degree fold-flat seats, the fold-away shifter, so you still get the desk on the inside. So everything we get on the Lightning is extra on top of that as well. Yes, you are exactly right. And that's exactly what we heard from our customers, right, is that this has to be a truck first, and when we have the scale of F-Series behind us and all of the awesome work that the team's already done, just pulling some of those elements in and making it an and solution for our customer, right? It's the truck and electrification and a lot more functionality. Um, so, so you know, you mentioned, you know, the, the um the team did a great job, and that's so true. This team is just great, so passionate, 
so um, just the, do it, wanting to do the right thing for the product. And we had a lot of really great help from our customers as well. A lot of really good clinics and customers telling us, this is exactly what we want. This is what we need. This is, could you do something like this? And we took all those back and the team really rallied around all of those and really delivered this product. So I'm, I'm really honored to be able to represent them here, but the team did an awesome job. Now I heard, and you can, you can tell me if you don't want to answer this or you can confirm or deny. I heard that when <laughs> President Biden uh, came to look at the truck, that the initial plan was to give him a ride in the vehicle, but I heard he just jumped in the driver's seat and took off and that wasn't the original plan. <laughs> so he was actually uh, the first person outside of Ford to drive it and initially he was just going to get a ride in it. Is that true? <laughs> um well, initially, his Secret Service didn't want him driving, and I think um, so it wasn't necessarily a planned drive. Um, but after the, the plant visit, he he, said, he had kind of expressed that he was interested in driving it. So wow. a, a few of us, myself included, went over to the test track to, to get a vehicle ready. But um, he, he jumped in and he drove it. He loved it. We were okay with him driving it. Yeah. And he is the first uh, non-force employee to drive it. And uh, um, he, he uh, loved Loved the ride. I think if you saw some of the videos, it was a uh, it was uh, pretty fun to watch, especially because uh, he took off pretty fast, uh, leaving uh, all the reporters and myself in the dust. <laughs> that, you know, perfect. That's though. a pretty nice endorsement you know? for your yes. work. You must be pretty proud of that too. Uh, to get a, that's that's a nice endorsement for somebody to give you. Uh, you know, regardless of your feeling about yeah. politics, to have uh, the president, the president uh, want first. to <laughs> want to drive your vehicle. Yeah. That must be really nice as well too. So uh, yeah, definitely. It was a fun day. <laughs> yeah. So so now you've done all this work. And by the way, it's. Like I, I had it on the Thursday morning after that, the same truck that he drove, and uh, we we had it on TV all of Thursday morning. Uh, you know, millions of people, uh, millions of Americans got to see the truck, and we got. I haven't got to drive it. I've got to sit in it. I've got to play with it. But um, I'm sure sometime in early 2022, when I actually get to drive it, um, I will be as impressed with the drive. So I have got to play with the Lightning, but I haven't actually got to drive it yet. Um, I'm looking forward to that part, and I'm also. I think more facts about the truck will be be revealed um, as we get closer to launch date. We know some sort of basic pricing. It'll start at uh, just under $40,000 for the base, base, base model before any of the uh, tax credits. Um, and then the uh, the next step up will be around $52,000 and it'll keep stepping up from there. The extended battery range is 300 miles. The base battery range is 230 miles. Um, the, one of the things I really like is the, the fact that you'll do over-the-air updates. So as you, Linda, and your team start to work on uh, improving all of the pieces about the truck, um, that will be just updated over the air. So job well done there, Linda. Thanks. Thanks so much. I'm, really I'm so excited to get this truck out to you soon. Yeah, we, we can't wait, and I'm sure my reservation will be a couple of years away, but uh, um, I'm looking forward to actually uh, owning one of the Lightnings as well. So Linda Zhang is the chief engineer for the Ford Lightning. If you want to see our video, of course, you can do that by going to the website, ourautoexpert.com, or check out the Facebook page. We've got over uh, 1.1 million views on the video there of the new Ford Lightning. All right, our auto experts on the way back. Stand by. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. 
Over 12,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many more streamers join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun awaits you. I'm Nick Miles and this is Our Auto Expert radio show where 2 million listeners get their automotive news daily. Um, VW have been on a real roll with a bunch of brand new uh, award-winning and home-hitting vehicles including the ID4 and the Taos. How do you say it? Am I saying it right? Because we always disagree on how to say this. It's Taos. 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 No, Taos. I know. Taos. Whatever. Whatever, Jen (laughs) and Andy. Shush. Shush your mouths. Taos. English. (laughs) By the way, just so you know, English pronounce everything correctly. You guys don't. So... Okay, well, let's and ask you. know who will back me up on that? <laughs> who? Mark Gillies. Yeah, but Mark can say it right. You can't. Right, Mark can say everything right. I know. Joining us on the phone, Mark Gillies, <laughs> to talk about the new VW Tiguan, um, and which, by the way, is it, it's Tiguan, a joint name of Tiger Iguana. I know that. Yeah, I know that too. Mm. Yeah, see. Isn't that right, Mark? That is correct. See? It's a made-up name. Yes. Um, actually made up by readers of a German... Um, Magazine, oh, right? Yeah, it was a magazine. I'm trying to remember whether it was a car mag or um, uh, an actual news magazine. Is it uh, Spiegel? My brain has gone on that one. Wasn't it Spiegel? Dash Spiegel or something? It was a competition. I remember that much uh, for Tiguan. It was a competition, and uh, somebody came up with the name of Tiguan, uh, ti- uh, which was Tiger Iguana joined together, which was interesting. There was a day when all VWs were named after um, weather systems, or a lot of them were, like... Uh, Passat and Golf, um, but now it's uh, every name sort of seems to have its own origin, right? Sort of correct. Um, yeah, we, we actually, Atlas is one that is a sort of an American-only name. Um, most of the rest of the names, uh, actually Taos is also uh, a U.S. and South American, uh, North American region name, but most of the others are worldwide names. And and now uh, the the Tiguan is sort of taken on a new imagery. Um, I would say a lot of the VW uh, vehicles have become much more bold in their design, with a sort of more aggressive front. Uh, especially the the Taos has got that sort of more stand up front, and and the Tiguan's got a sort of new design, a, a much more bold design in this next generation. Yeah, so the car's being refreshed for 2022 model year. Um, it's going on sale later in the year. Um, and it's got an all-new front end, basically, which, as you say, is, is a lot more aggressive. It's more sort of um, on-road rather than off-roady, which differentiates it from the Towers, which is a smaller sibling, basically, in the SUV lineup that we have. Oh, do we lose Mark? I'm still here. Oh, yes. Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, of course, it incorporates the new VW logo as well, which uh, you sort of updated the logo. I mean, most people might not even recognize it's changed. Yeah, it's a little bit thinner. It's it's more back to the logo from the 1960s, I guess. It's that sort of thinner font. Um, the, the big thing um, on this one is that I think for the first time, the V and the W are separated out. Yeah. They was used to just juxtaposing to each other. 
And I also like the the fact that with these new vehicles now, it's sort of the technology has really ruled how vehicles are being designed now. Of course, you've got to have LEDs. Um, that's a sort of given in, in most of the vehicles. And wheel design as well has sort of come forward in the last few years where doing sort of a lot more with wheels now too, where there was... I know. I remember the days when you just have no. I remember going to the Ford plant in Dagenham when I was in uh, in school in England, and all, you got one kind of wheels. They were sort of steel stamped wheels, but there seems to be wheels. Wheels now, you've got so many different choices and designs, don't you? Yeah, I know. I mean, when when I was growing up, everything was, as you say, thirteen or fourteen inch steel wheel, unless it was a really sporty car. But nowadays. You know, even SUVs, we've got 19s, 20-inch, 21-inch alloy wheels with some really cool designs. And and actually, I think, you know, I always said this, even when I was a journalist, that VW and Audi have have had some of the best sort of wheel designers around on the planet. And it's kind of nerdy and everything, but it really does set cars apart if you've got really good wheels. Um, I've got an Arteon outside with some 20s on, and they're, they're... pretty kick-ass wheels actually so. yeah i mean i would tell you that vw wheels have always been one of my favorite as well the interior gets a bit of a refresh as well yeah the main thing i think for the 22 model is that it does get um updated technology th- throughout so um there's a um the digital cockpit which is our um configurable instrument panel is now standard uh, across line um, and there's the base cars have an eight inch display and, and the, the more upscale ones have a 10 inch and then um, uh, in-car wi-fi capability and um, wireless charging wireless app connect which is our um, apple carplay and, and android uh, functionality as standard and then we've got some upgraded features as well some sort of more upscale stitching on the seats um, so it's a more upscale interior more technology as standard and i think you know that's where the car industry is going you know cars are kind of like um tech hubs on wheels these days and and we all expect that nowadays we all expect our phones to pair up immediately and you know download our tunes and you know use google google maps and everything to get around so um, that's an area I think we've come a long, a long way in the last four or five years. Yeah, probably uh, wouldn't dream of buying a car nowadays that didn't do all that stuff as well. I also th- feel like the last few, um, you know, how much I, I love the Taos is uh, is just an amazing vehicle. But I think VW interiors have made a huge leap and bound in the last few years. Uh, um, definitely sort of jumped forward. And I don't know anybody else that's doing the uh, the digital cockpit quite as well as VW is, sort of being able to transfer stuff from sort of screen to screen. Definitely getting the map display um, where the gauges uh, are as well. A lot of people are still just doing maps uh, right there on the center display, but be able to get stuff on the gauge display as well is quite a, a leap forward as well. Um, and new colors um, on the exterior, are they coming with the new uh, Tiguan? They are. We've got um, uh, Oryx white and a, a nice metallic red, King's red metallic. So, um, you know, I'm a big fan of coloring cars. Uh, I, I know that when you go into a dealer lot, it's kind of hard to find. <laughs> colourful <Yes>. cars, but <laughs> um, you know the towers comes in a really fetching blue, and you know you really hope that the dealers, because at the end of the day, the dealers are, are, are our customers, and they're the ones who order the cars. And, and I think dealers are generally very safe; they know that they can sell any shade of grey or silver, yeah. and black and white. They, they're getting dealers to take the sort of bolder colours is 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 a challenge, but, but you know the cars pop on the road if, they, if you've got a nice colour. 
Yeah, it was for a while there. It was uh, VW's color palette was the Fifty Shades of Grey, but I'm glad to see there's some really uh, fetching colors, <laughs> you know, in, in the new VWs. Although uh, the older I get, and it might just be an age thing, I think white has become my new favorite color in vehicles. I don't know why. It's probably because I'm getting boring the older I get, too. Is it on, uh, is it on sale now, Mark? No, it goes on sale in the fall, basically, the 2022 uh, edition. Uh, the 2021's uh, still in dealerships. And actually, we've been doing great numbers the past right. few months with, with Tiguan and with Atlas. So, um, you know, been basically doing sales numbers for the past two or three months that we hadn't done and, and since basically the 70s when the oh, people wow. on the bus were so popular. So. Wow. Congratulations on that. Mark Gillies is uh, the, the man who knows everything about the VW vehicles, at least when it comes to PR. Our auto expert will be right back. Stand by. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with truck girl Jen and special guest Andy on today's show. Um, You guys are experienced drivers, except Andy, and uh, we enjoyed driving in what? I'm super good, though. Like, I'm really NASCAR material. Uh, okay. If NASCAR doesn't have to parallel park, you are. Or <laughs> stop at crosswalks. <laughs> or, stop, or stop at before the white line on crosswalks. Yeah. Luckily, that's just, not a requirement. On Na- NASCAR, no. It's not a requirement. No, at least the last hit, time I checked. Hit the line and roll over mm. it for the final. Four. Yeah, see, I think that's my body oh, wait. telling me go In to NASCAR. In NASCAR, you have to roll over the that's line. Right. See? See, even more, the stars mm-hmm. are telling me. Oh. You should be a NASCAR driver. Yeah. Is that what they're telling you? I just you? don't know if I would fit. You could go. In a car. They have schools. Do you they? Go, yes. My uncle did it on Daytona. We got to wrap the show up. I got school to do. <laughs> I know. In NASCAR we should school. all do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd no, be great. You're, good luck with that. Why? You chicken? Perry Stern's joining us on the phone <laughs> to, uh, to talk about one of his. And Perry, would you do NASCAR uh, school? Oh sure, I'd do any school that lets me drive fast. See, yeah, see, see, see he gets it. I told, I had dinner. I had a, a Toyota event that we did for. I think it was the Camry. Mm-hmm. Was it the Camry? Yeah, it was the Camry that was um, in uh, Newburgh, Oregon. I don't know if you went to that event, uh, Perry, but Kyle, I did, and they had the car parked out in front. Yeah, and Kyle Bush came yeah. and had dinner, and they sat Jealous. him next to me. And he told me that in a NASCAR race, he sweats so much he loses about five pounds. I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know. It's, an, it's it's the new NASCAR diet. Okay. Oh yeah, but could See? could I do it every day for like a month? Then maybe I'd be happy. It's just school, <laughs> dead, but Nick. Happy. It's just school. You only go for a couple of days or a day. It's not like you're there every day to race. I don't know. And then you only have to turn out. You only have to learn how to turn left. But it's so different. The tracks are different. But they only have I left. They turns. all just go around in circles. Yeah. Uh, I, fun. NASCAR that's, that's is what I know. isn't isn't NASCAR. I don't want to dog on NASCAR because it's a it's a definitely a high skill sport, mm-hmm. but it's just driving in a circle. Okay, you also did I say I don't want to dog on NASCAR? And then the first thing I did is you probably just angered a very large number of your audience. I don't know. I mean, there's a skill to it. There but is a skill know. because, especially like the pitch of the walls, like at Daytona. I mean, it's yeah. drifting it, is a whole situation. 
in itself. I say you. I don't think I you say, drift in NASCAR. How about this? How about you don't dog on it till you try it? Then you there can you dog on it all you want later. Have you tried it? No, I want to really bad. All right, but then really how? Do. I don't want to really bad. So then, uh, you can't, I, then you can't have no room. Just I'm to like complain. every automotive journalist. Perry will know what I'm talking about, and I I'm like every automotive journalist. Or I was at one point, and you always think you're a really good driver, and then you get out <laughs> on the tracks, and you're I, I'm not that good. You know, and the then, problem is the people who think they're really good drivers, but really, really aren't, but want to show you how good a driver they are. Those are the scary ones. <laughs> have mm. you been on these ride and drive programs, Perry, when you get in a car and you drive with someone and they just scare the living uh. bejesus out of you? Uh-huh. I have. And uh, those are people that, you know, you, I have a list of those people and I only do it once. Who's on I that list? ride with them again. Who's on that list? Oh, we're not talking about that. <laughs> I was say not. I think we're talk, shouldn't, shouldn't we be talking about Bugattis? Yes. Look at him change the subject. Yes, I agree. Uh, um, Bugattis, Bugattis. Perry's Bugattis. written this really uh, cool article, which, by the way, I've been getting, because uh, I receive a lot of the social media and comments and messages from our social media channels to me personally. But I've been getting a lot of people commenting um, on your articles, and a lot of people love this specific um, article uh, it was about sort of the one-off Bugattis that you wrote and some of the most expensive cars out there. Uh, so I guess explain explain what the thinking behind this article was when you wrote it. Well, I mean, Bugatti is a pretty rare vehicle. I mean, outside of auto shows, most people have never seen one. I think they sold a little less than 100 of them worldwide last year. So, I mean, this is a rare car, but they make a very small number of what they call one-off or few-offs, which are based on their Bugatti Chiron, which just a quick glance at a Chiron, this is a car that costs a couple million dollars, has 1,500 horsepower, and will go zero to 60 in about two and a half seconds. Um, this is a 260-mile-an-hour car. So they've used this as the basis for all of these kind of one-off cars, including one which is called the La Boiture Noire. I'm probably saying it horribly Ooh. wrong. Um, but they built one. So it is one of one car. They had one customer uh, that they've sold this car to. The price is about a little over $13 million U.S., Wow. But um, if you had this car, you would be the only one in the world with this car. And this car is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, it is a work of art that also happens to have 1,500 horsepower. Um, that's uh, pretty. Well, who are the sort of Man. people that, 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 that buy these cars? Do we, I mean, is it rock stars? Is it private investors? Who, who buys these vehicles? Well, as typical for Bugatti, they don't talk about who their customers are. But the one interesting thing is that the people who are invited, because you don't just go buy one of these one-offs. You're invited to come decide if you want to buy one. The people invited already have a Bugatti. So this would be their second or third or, you know, wow. eighth, who, who knows. Oh, wow. um, but the crazy thing is that when they, when they invite people in to look at these, these one-offs that they're planning to build, it's about two years before the car is actually going to be completely done. But the people have to put their money down with basically based on a sketch and the discussion with Bugatti. And they sell them out almost instantly. So the, the Devo, which is one of these special one-off cars that's more designed for uh, track. So it's, it's a high, 
they're all high performance, but it's designed more to go around corners faster than uh, perhaps a regular Bugatti, right. I suppose. I um, but basically, they, they, these you know, 40 people put $5 million down two years before they would ever get the car and about a year before they even got to see the car. You know, that's, $5 million. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I, I at Pebble Beach a couple of years ago, I got to interview um, Achim Anshed. Uh, the designer. Designer, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I interviewed him for about 40 minutes. And, I, and I'm this is just between you and me. I think I understand understood about a third of what he talked about because he is he's the sort of person that talks and thinks on a level which is 50 planes above where I am. I mean, it's like we, my head hurt when I'd finished talking to him because he's so intellectual. And the sort of things he talks about in design are just such a step above me. You know, talking about planes intersecting and spherical, you know, I can't even repeat what he said. It was, it was, it's complex. And, and I can, well, the, the, can appreciate, you know, all of these things. The crazy thing is when they're designing these vehicles, I mean, sure, they have to design them to look good. But, you know, they're talking about cars that will go 250 miles an hour. I mean, the, just the the air pressures and, you know, being able to keep the engines cool and the tires cool. So they need venting all over. And so everything has to be integrated perfectly um, so that the car, you know, being stable at 250 miles an hour is is not an easy task. Yeah. Uh, so it's you know it is it is crazy what they have to do to build these things, which is why it takes two years of development and testing and design work and you know tooling in order to build you know the the forty devos or the one love Watour nar which uh just a couple of weeks ago, which is what the basis of the story was, they showed it for the first time in public. Uh, because it's just about ready for delivery. Yeah, and it is crazy. And and then there's always a paying homage to something in the past in the vehicle. There's a reflection of something that was done, you know, 50 years ago or 30 years ago or those type of things. So Of course. Um, I mean, one of the cars they showed most recently was the, I believe it's called the Cento Dieci, uh, which is uh, the celebration of Bugatti's 110th anniversary, and it has design elements of the original Bugatti EB110, which yeah. was, uh, I believe, early 90s, yeah. uh, which was one of the very first supercars on the road. I mean, it was it was crazy. It had a big V12 engine. Yeah. 550 horsepower at the time was huge. Yeah, that's the one that, that we walked around, and he showed me how it sort of reflected some of the original and uh, what he'd done to pay tribute to it. Um, you're... And any of these cars for sale, or they're all well spoken for in advance? All of these cars are sold out before you ever get a chance to see them. Yeah, probably. You yeah. are not on that list. Yes. Well, I know that. <laughs> I'm not even on that list for money. But I can read the article. Where can I read it, Perry? Uh, you can read it on autonxt.net. You can read it on MSN or, of course, on our auto expert. Uh, and what have you got coming up? What, uh, what articles can we uh, surf the web for in the next few weeks? You got anything cool? Uh, we've got a couple RV-type stories. Uh, in fact, next week I'm taking an Airstream Basecamp 20X out for a little spin. So in a few weeks we'll have a story on that. That should be pretty interesting. Those are different ends of the scale. They <laughs> are. They are. Multi, they're they're uh, multi-million dollar uh, Bugattis and Airstream. 
it's interesting. Yeah, but you know, does a multi-million dollar Bugatti have a refrigerator and a bathroom? No, but Ooh. it should do for the amount of money you pay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, I mean, if you can't go to bathroom to the bathroom in your Bugatti, what good is it? I don't know. Well, I suppose that's why you have a second Bugatti. Yes, exactly. Or you drive to your mansion, your mansion that has a has a bathroom as well. Um, Perry, it's always great to talk to you. Uh, Perry Stern, of course, you can read him uh, uh, his stuff all at ourautoexpert.com. And, of course, you can see all of our videos there. And don't forget, this show and all of the over 140 episodes, I think we must be close to 150 episodes mm -hmm. of Our Auto Expert are, uh, are there at the show. And uh, hopefully in the future coming episodes of the show, uh, Andy will take us for a ride in his Bugatti. Right, Andy? Yeah, let's go now. All right, bye. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Well, catch up with previous episodes of the show. Our website, ourautoexpert.com. Here all past shows, see automotive videos, and read inside the car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Recently spent the weekend in Amelia Island for the Great Concorde d'Elegance, and it wouldn't be elegant without uh, Rolls-Royce present, and they had all of their current uh, vehicles on display. But more exciting than that, we got to talk to one of the Rolls-Royce designers and hear all about their new venture which is the Coachworks and Rolls-Royce are now not only bespoking their vehicles when you order one and tailoring it to your needs personally but they are also doing something where the designers will spend time with you to fashion the Rolls-Royce from the ground up not just the inside and colors and uh, attributes but they will also design the Rolls-Royce from top to bottom exactly to fit your personal needs and they have done that, that is, with three that right, different yeah. Rolls-Royces including their first one called the Boat Tail or Three Boat Tails and the first one is being delivered to customers as we speak. Joining us on the phone is Jerry Spawn from Rolls-Royce. He is the man in charge of communications. Uh, so Jerry, uh, we have seen the new boat tail. Uh, we got to talk to Alex, the designer, but there are new stories buzzing around about the first customer, and it's likely that you probably won't tell us who this first customer is, but uh, the internet is saying um, that it is Jay-Z and Beyonce who are the first customer, but uh, it's unlikely that I can hold your feet over the fire to talk about that. But we can talk about the vehicle, uh, this very first boat tail. So tell us a little bit about it. This is the first time that you have done a coachwork Rolls-Royce in modern history. And this is where you really designed the car from the ground up to, uh, to have an exterior look from the outside. And uh, this is a convertible as well. Yes. Well, Nick, it's uh, it's an absolutely stunning car. Actually, it's the second coach-built car we've done in Goodwood history for Rolls-Royce. The first was Sweptail we did in 2017. Sweptail was kind of, you could think of it as the pilot uh, for the series. And what we can tell you is now coach-build is permanent. The first, you're right, Boattail is the first project under the new permanent department in Rolls-Royce, uh, coach-build department. Uh, keeping Alex uh, very busy, as you can tell. Um, but it is a brand-new concept for us, um, brand-new and old at the same time. The idea is that now that we have the architecture of luxury, the base, the, the, the skeleton of Rolls-Royce for the future, 
we can now work with clients, work with our patrons, collaborate with them on what they want, and build not just a bespoke design, but we can build the body, we can build the structure of a Rolls-Royce precisely for their desire. So this is the ultimate level of bespoke. It's the ultimate level of collaboration on a on a motor car. And I, you know, I, you know, I use that phrase motor car because we have left the realm of the car world here. We're now in the world of you know, having a couture gown made or a, a bespoke tuxedo made. This is really where you can decide exactly what you want, how you want your car to be. Yeah, and the exterior design is, is, I mean, it looks like a Rolls Royce, but there's some deviation from anything that's on the market right now. I mean, the, the headlights are different, the doors are different, the, the roof is different. I've never seen the roof looking like this before. You've used wood on the yeah. exterior. It looks like a boat, you know, it's called a boat tail, but it looks like it has a wooden deck on the back. Yes, and what, what we found was after we did swept tail, we, we had – we had dozens of our clients coming to us saying, I want to do a, a coach build project. And uh, interestingly, we had three separate clients come to say, I want to do a open top roadster, uh, open top four seat convertible based on a yacht. Um, one of them actually owned a, a vintage 1930s J series yacht. And each of them wanted that throwback, you know, boat tails back in the 1920s and 30s, actually the 30s, boat tails were very popular. And it was literally taking the rear of a boat and attaching it onto the carriage of a car. So with these three clients, we were able to work with them and develop an all-new Rolls-Royce. And I, I want to point out, everything on Boat Tail is hand-built for Boat Tail. There is no, none of the body is shared. None of the car is shared with other Rolls-Royce motor cars. This is a hand-built car. The panels are hand-hammered and hand-molded and formed aluminum. Um, and the the top is a fixed top. It's a rigid top that you you have to take off because you, as you noted, that rear of the boat tail, the boat end of it, is wood covered and has a very special surprise for you when it opens up. Yes, inside uh, there's an umbrella that pops out of the middle, and uh, there's basically a ready to go dinner picnic set. I mean, uh, what would you call it? A full dining accompaniment. We. We use the phrase a hosting. It's a hosting um, suite. And, you know, let me just make be clear on this. Um, when we say design a Rolls-Royce for you, um, our very talented designers don't ask you, you know, what line would you like? How would you like this? Do you want it tucked in? They say, what do you want to do? And the story behind this car is when the designer had dinner with the clients, they were just such wonderful hosts. He said, wouldn't you love to host using your Rolls-Royce. So he came up with this concept for them, showed it to them. They built it specifically for, for this client. And um, I, what's really, really just wonderfully cool is a portion of that is a refrigerator, which is set to six degrees Celsius, which is the ultimate temperature for the client's preferred champagne. Oh, it's unbelievable. That's perfect. I mean, it's I, I'm I'm sitting here. I want to spend like another five hours talking about this. I mean, especially <laughs> I've never seen an umbrella 
Like it's not even really an umbrella. It's more like a parasol, parasol. canopy. <laughs> it's you know stools which come out, crystal set, a watch which comes off of the wrist and becomes part of the dash. Uh, uh, the, the strap goes into its own drawer. It's made by a Swiss manufacturer. I mean, I, you know, Jerry, I could go on and on for this uh, for, uh, for another at least another hour. If you want to read the article about this amazing boat tail, and by the way, there's two more that haven't been revealed yet that will be revealed in the next several months. We've yet have to live through those. You're going to have to go to ourautoexpert.com. Jerry, uh, it's amazing. Um, and it's wait 19 till the feet long. Yes. Wait that is so cool. Wait till the story. Uh, read the story now on Our Auto Expert. In the next week or so, you're going to be able to see the whole video on ourautoexpert.com or on your local TV station. Jerry Spawn from Rolls-Royce, thank you very much. There is more Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast. This is our Auto Expert radio show. Our Auto Expert is on Facebook. You can start a conversation with us. Just ask us a car question. Direct message us at Our Auto Expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Uh, we're along with a Truck Girl Jen and Andy on this segment of the show. And joining us on the phone, Anton Wallman, independent analyst and investor. You can read, me, read the majority of his stuff at the street and Seeking Alpha. So, Anton, as we always like to kick things off this week, and by the way, it was really good to see you in Dallas, but as we always like to kick things off, talking about how things are going with Tesla, as Tesla's run into a little bit of headwind in China, reporting suggests that orders in May have been cut in half compared to April. That would uh, slow. That would show up, by the way, in the June sales uh, rather than May. Uh, May, May sales numbers uh, can be available in the next week or so. So why are their sales uh, numbers down in China? So, Nick, uh, this started happening really in early April that uh, Chinese media and consumer organizations of various sorts, and of course this doesn't go through in China unless the government allows it, which means that the government essentially is sanctioning uh, the criticism positively. So basically the Chinese government did not want any of the stuff to come out. They would squash it like they would do a protester on Tiananmen Square. So clearly this is something that the Chinese government is approving of all this criticism inside of China of Tesla for a variety of reasons relating from just general quality issues to issues with braking and, uh, you know, runaway cars and all of these little issues that consumers are perceiving that Tesla cars are having. And we, when I saw that in April, I said, let's see how long this goes until the Chinese government may be uh, putting uh, the wet towel on this criticism, and they haven't yet. And we saw, I think, by the time we entered May, a decline in orders in China, and that should start leading to a reduction in deliveries probably by about the middle of May, but certainly with full force in June. So I think what's happened here is that the order book came in for May, and it's probably down by close to half of what it may have been in uh, April, and then we will see the full effect of this in June. But we may see uh, an effect already uh, when the May numbers uh, are reported here in about a few days from now, that there will be at least some impact to the May numbers as well. Are they going to be able to sustain a good business model in China if the numbers drop further? 
No, uh, that's tough, right? Because what they're doing is that they only sell fewer than 10,000 or so cars, but they have the capacity to build 20, 30,000 cars in China. Well, that's a problem because typically an automotive factory needs to uh, be uh, running at at least 85% capacity in order to make decent money. So what's happening in the meantime here is that China, uh, should say Tesla has put its output from its uh, China factory onto boats that are sailing toward Europe at this point. So there will be some entities, some units uh, from uh, China that Tesla has been producing here that where because they can't find buyers in China for these cars, they have to put them on boats and send them to Europe where it looks like uh, they hope to have buyers for them here before the middle of the year. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about the d- demand of Tesla cars in China falling much, you know, uh, overall, is it just Tesla, or is China in in trouble across uh, in across the across the map? I mean, are other people having their sales fall in China as well, or is it just Tesla's out of flavor? No, this is a, a very specific uh, Tesla issue that's happening. Clearly, there could be other issues that may be impacting this or that. A car, electric or otherwise, in China as well. But this is really a Tesla-specific phenomenon that is happening right now. Uh, in the meantime, of course, you have all of these other brands. You know, Volkswagen, for example, has two major joint ventures in China uh, where they will be producing multiple electric cars, and they uh, come on sale here uh, just now in the next couple of months. So they are going to further increase the competition in the Chinese market. And, of course, you've got the pure Chinese brands from Neo to Xpeng and all these cars that nobody in the United States has ever heard of because, of course, uh, they are not sold in the United States. But clearly, in their home Chinese market, they're going to provide for very, very effective competition, uh, providing cars at very, very low prices that at least superficially look a lot like a Tesla Model Y. Now, we talk about, you know, Tesla shipping some vehicles out of China uh, to other markets to keep the factories going. But uh, is there enough demand in Europe, for instance, where they could ship some vehicles to to actually sustain those factories? Or does Europe want those Teslas or, or not? Well, at least in Europe, you don't have this relentless negative publicity that you've seen recently in China with consumer organizations basically saying stay away from this product. So I think what Tesla is hoping for is that at least in Europe, you can sell them at some price. Then on top of everything else, uh, in Europe right now, there's a huge sort of greenwashing wave going on with increases in subsidies and really a consumer sentiment that is uh, flipping in favor of the battery electric vehicles uh, rather rapidly. So between those various factors, I think that at least if, if worse comes to worse, at least Tesla could dump these cars at lower prices. Uh, the problem in China is that maybe uh, nobody will buy them at any price. So faced with that choice, what do you do as an automaker? Well, you make the best out of uh, the lemonade and you basically uh, uh, you, you ship them to where you at least can sell them at any price. Now, regarding Tesla's decision or Elon Musk's decision to get rid of the radar, uh, what are the odds that we may soon see a high-level executive's departure from Tesla uh, that may disagree with his decision to now drop radar from inside of some of those Tesla models? Well, I think that probability is pretty high. I mean, the the, um, decision that clearly came from the top at Tesla uh, to remove the radar uh, is very controversial outside of Tesla. You might imagine what must have happened internally at Tesla as a result that 
somebody must have stood up and said, look, I mean, this is crazy, removing the radar when clearly the car is going to be less safe uh, without it. Uh, and why don't we do the right thing here and essentially reduce production until we get enough parts in order to ship them? Uh, so I, I would imagine that at least somebody at, at some high level inside Tesla is going to have some sort of conscience uh, and and uh, and say, look, I, I don't want to be part of this anymore. Part of this anymore. So I would expect to see uh, some high level departures from this company coming in the not too distant future. That would be my guess, anyway. Now, of course, Europe is uh, really what we look to to see what's going to happen as far as electric car sales are concerned here in the United States. And uh, early days of June EV sales leadership in Europe is a close call. Uh, who's leading? You know, they have some some big sellers there between Tesla Model 3, the Mustang Mach-E, the Skoda, the Volvo XC40, Volkswagen's ID4. There's also the Kia Nero, the BMW iX3, um, and uh, the Hyundai Kona. So who's ahead? Who's down? Where are we seeing big sales? Yeah, so what was happening, uh, you know, in Europe is that we've, and this has been this sort of consistent story for the last eighteen months or more. Is that in Europe there are um, uh, there's so much more consumer choice, so many more models from so many more brands that are available to the average consumer. And what we're seeing is an enormous diversity in terms of the pool of products that are making it into the market. Even some of these Chinese brands that are not selling in the United States are selling in at least a couple of countries in Europe and are taking market share. But the big one, the big surprise really, as has been well reported in recent days, is that in the month of May, the Ford Mustang Mach-E became a top seller in Europe, which is, I mean, when was the last time Ford had a top selling vehicle in Europe? I mean, may or may not have happened in our lifetimes, Nick. I mean, Volkswagen is the dominant player in the European market. And, of course, Volkswagen is doing very well here, too, with not just the Volkswagen ID3 and ID4, but also the Skoda Enyaq, which is, of course, part of the Volkswagen family. The Skoda Enyaq is really uh, uh, the Volkswagen ID4 that is, right. you know, just lightly reskinned. So uh, between all of those, Volkswagen is still uh, right up there near the top. Right. Now, I noticed uh, I, of course, in 2019, I ordered a Ford uh, Marquis GT and got a notice last week while we were in Dallas together that uh, it was scheduled for production, surprisingly, because I wasn't expecting it until September, but it was scheduled for production in July, uh, the week of the 19th, then was followed up with an email almost two days later saying now the production had been moved to July the 12th. Uh, so it seems like Ford are um, getting a lot of uh, production done very quickly. Vehicle was originally scheduled for September, then moved to mid-July, and then now the first two weeks in July. What do you think is going on there? I think uh, what is going on here is that uh, a few short months ago, Ford has been pretty embarrassed recently by all the delays in the Bronco and then the, the delays across the entire F-Series line and some other vehicles as a result of the well-publicized semiconductor shortage. So I think what they said a few short months ago was that let's set the expectations low. After all of these delays, especially with the uh, with the Bronco, let's set, set expectations low. Let's tell people a date, maybe September, that we, you know, in a short of the world going to hell in a Basket we can meet. So now, as parts start to come in a little bit better than the worst case scenario, 
uh, then, then you know, they can at least uh, surprise people a little bit positively by promising a production date that is happening a month or two earlier than a worst-case scenario uh, might have led them to uh, promise just a couple of months ago. All right. Interesting. Uh, I will also let you know as soon as uh, that car arrives at the dealership and expecting it in mid-July, it's going to be exciting. Zero to 60 in around 3.5 seconds. Uh, that's the Ford Mark EGT. They're in production right now. Anton Warman is an independent analyst and investor. He's probably the most intelligent person in the country when it comes to uh, those sales of EVs and some of the autonomous tech and the business cycle when it especially comes to Europe uh, as well as China and the United States. You can read the majority of his stuff at The Street and Seeking Alpha. He joins us every week on Our Auto Expert. You can listen to this show and all of the other 150 episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page and click the segment that says Podcasts. We have more of the show coming up. We're going to talk about some of the news stories with Andy and Jen when we come back on Our Auto Expert. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Over 12,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast. Many more streamers. Join the happy listeners at iHeartRadio, the Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and ourautoexpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles, and this is our Auto Expert radio show. Two million Americans enjoy our Auto Expert news every day from our Auto Expert. Uh, Andy and Jen are with us. So, Andy, I just looked up the value, approximate value of your Hyundai Accent, a 2017. Uh, you could get about nine to ten thousand dollars for it. Um, what's your dream car? I'm in the positive right there. That's good. Is it? Uh, oh, you owe money on it. No, if I sold it for that, I'd come ahead. I'd be good. Um, All right. So probably the Rolls Royce. All right. Let's be realistic. Cunnan, Cullinan. <laughs> Cullinan. Uh, no, I, I've been eyeballing the Camrys. Those are nice. I feel yeah. like I would like because I part of my. Your, your folks had a Camry for years, didn't they? They did for a little while. You're a Camry guy. No, they are, don't. Are you a sedan guy? You like cars rather than SUVs? Because most people are into SUVs nowadays. Yeah, I do like the SUVs. I just feel like, so part of my criteria of buying a car is how good I'm going to look in it. And in the <laughs> SUVs, though, yeah, of course, I'm going to look good in Have SUVs. Have you ever, but... let's say, had Netflix time uh, from what you're driving? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. From your accent, you got Netflix time from what you from your from your accent, your Hyundai accent. Yeah, no, I I'm, did. I'm definitely doing something wrong in life. I just, <laughs> I feel, I feel like. Jim, why are you I frowning? That, I, I don't understand what good. you're trying to say. Oh, Netflix yeah. time. Yeah, honestly, Netflix and chill. You mm -hmm. don't know what that means. Like relaxing. Yeah. Okay. Let's just oh, let's just stick it with that. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. No, I I work a lot, so I, I clearly I just focus clearly. on work stuff. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah, but I agree with that. Looking good back and forth to work. I mean, it's got of yeah. course it's got to have good gas mileage. Blah 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 yeah. blah blah. Oh, but dear. as long as I look good, as you see me rolling by, uh -huh. that's that's where that's 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 where I'm at. Yeah. That's how I got into that thing. Have you ever had Netflix time and chill from what you're driving? <sighs> okay. We're not going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, because Netflix, it, if you don't bundle it, it gets expensive. All right. I bundled it with Disney Plus, and it's, it's affordable. All right. Anyways, back to cars. We lost Jen at Welcome Back to the Show. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I think I would look good in like a like a... Christmas green Camry. I don't think they do a Christmas green Camry. Hey. It would have to be an aftermarket thing. 
he can also have it wrapped too. Yeah, because I've I have the most beautiful hazel eyes, and I feel like green. There you go. Look, Nick. Well, you do have oh, hazel yeah. eyes. I've known you for like twenty plus years, and I didn't know that until now. You only make eye contact with me on holidays. That's why. And yeah, I don't ever remember. <laughs> to be honest, I don't ever remember making eye contact yeah. with you in the last twenty-one years. Right. All right, That's we'll okay. I want. That. I want my turquoise Corvette with black. Turquoise. Ooh, that look cool. Yeah. You guys are weird. No, we're not. A turquoise. You have a weird cut, like Christmas green Camry and turquoise Corvette. Yeah. Yes. You couldn't park next to each other. You know that, right? Ooh. Christmas actually, green and turquoise do not. You could. Actually, I'm just telling it's you. It's in the rainbow. It goes blue. Yeah, we're fine. Green. Wait. Well, I don't know what school you went to, but neither of those colors, Christmas green or turquoise, are not in the rainbow. Just letting you know. Blue and green. No, yeah, yeah, blue. no Christmas green and turquoise are not in the rainbow. And I know because my mom's a color specialist. Just let Roy you know. Roy G. Biv. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Red, Christmas. orange, green. RGB. Did you do that? Roy that was a printing color. G. Biv. That's the colors of the rainbow. Oh dear! Red. You got a lot to learn. The orange, yeah. yellow. Which, which yellow is it? Oh my God! I don't know. They teach you this in like kindergarten. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get to adult school first. The um, oh. the, the you can't park to it next to each other with Christmas green and turquoise. It'd be very. Do you know loud. how uncomfortable that would be? Um, do I care how uncomfortable everybody is? I do. I don't. I couldn't even walk. You'd have to leave the parking lot before I was allowed out of the building with my security. Anyways, what do you want? Sunshiny yellow? Sunshiny yellow? Lemon? No, I like my M8, the color of my M8, don't yeah. you? Key Java? Oh, yeah, I, I'm really line. into concrete right now. Okay. Ooh, that's a good. Color. I don't like concrete. concrete. Is one of my favorite colors. Everybody's doing a, the Mustang Marky. Uh, the Mustang Mark One I have right now is in concrete. The Toyota. Tacoma in that color Toyota as well. do a great concrete. They do a great sand. Um, I'm a kind of over the army green color, but I like concrete is my favorite color right now in vehicles. So you're into my, earth tones right now. No, concrete. I wouldn't say concrete's an earth tone. I think I'm not really gray. sure. The sky's gray. The concrete's gray. Well, the buildings uh, wait, are gray. So let me just back up here. <laughs> earth tones. Okay, here we sky. go. Sky. Sky is not an earth tone. Just, just want to okay, make that definition. Concrete's made out of what? You Rocks. said the sky's gray. Yes, I so it's not an earth tone. Just making the definition. It's an earth tone. Earth tones are usually browns and greens. But they're, they're about not gray. Rocks. Earth no, rocks. Jen, you're gray. making huge leaps. Earth tones are greens and browns. I I like <laughs> I like trendy colors. I tend to like bright colors, but I'm not sure. I mean, my BMW M8 is the brightest green I've ever had. It looks like a slice of key lime pie. It is. It's, it's not quite Java electric green lime. Metallic. And it's not quite an electric lime color, but I, it's very bright. I don't understand the Java part, but... Well, that's probably because you had to have... The person that designed the color had a lot of coffee <laughs> before they did it. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very loud. You've had a red and a white car. And most of your vehicles are black. Oh, you're dark green for your Camaro. No, it's black. Is it black? I mm -hmm. thought it was dark green. Nope. Both you... of my vehicles are black right now. And the truck was turquoise. Oh, that's right. You have a yeah. turquoise truck. And you've had red and green? Uh, blue and white. Oh, wasn't the Camry red? Oh, well, yeah. That was, yeah. The Camry was red. You yeah. know, it's really funny is we can't even have this conversation with Nick because I don't even think anybody can name all the vehicles he's had. No, not even in the last month. Not, I yeah, exactly. I can't name all the vehicles. My Bronco Sport is cactus gray, which is kind of a gray uh, group. You don't like it? It's gray. Again, it's cactus I don't like gray. gray. It's got a green tinge to it. 
Um, look close. My GX is black. My truck is five engine red. That's the reddest vehicle I've actually owned, I think. The BMW M8 is the bright green. I'm not. I'm not usually. I like bright cars, but I don't. I'm. I like thinking of the Mark E that I ordered is white. Boring. Come on, Nick. You're an auto journalist. Branch out. No, I like it. Um, yeah, but he's got. All but I have to live with it, and you know, my kitchen. You know, you guys. I mean, Andy lives with me. You guys know when you open the the kitchen blind, you look out onto the driveway in front of the house. Mm-hmm. If I have to wake up with really bright cars that are violent colors out there every day, I don't like it. Oh, you might actually be happy. Sunshiny colors. Well, yeah, get, get happy. What if I'm angry one day and I wake up and there's a bright mustard car out there and I hate it? The Lexus was that color and you like that? Which Lexus? 350 H L L H. Oh, the LC 500? Oh, LC. The convertible? No, it was the 350. It's a hybrid. The, the, the convertible? Fire? Sure, whatever. Oh. You had a happy sunshine yellow car out there. You know what? How, how sad is my life when I can't even remember all the cars? Not just the colors, but the cars. No. My life sucks, but Nick likes <laughs> <laughs> I have too many cars. By you know Nick what? Miles. It will suck again the same time next week. I know. Is it Join great? us then to hear how sad our lives are from Andy and, uh, and Jen and Nick Miles. OurAutoExpert.com is here all week. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response.